In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here in the Pacific Northwest, mountains are an important part of our lives, aren't they? We depend on them for weather and geography. They provide water, navigation, recreation even sometimes. Maybe it's even just at times as simple as taking a moment to behold the beauty and the wonder of a beautiful vista of Mount Rainier or the Olympics on a clear day. Live like the mountain is out, there's a mural in downtown Sumner that says. And throughout scripture as well, mountains are an important part of God's people. Think of everything, and there's lots of things, that God does for his people on top of mountains. He reveals his presence, his promise, his peace. On Mount Moriah, way back in Genesis, the Lord provided a ram for the sacrifice and spared Isaac, Abraham's son. On Mount Horeb, the Lord appeared to Moses in a burning bush and gave Israel his name. I am who I am, Yahweh. And he promised then to deliver Moses and Israel from bondage and slavery in Egypt. Later on in Mount Sinai, the Lord once again met Moses and then met Israel as well. There was a cloud and there was smoke and there was glory around Sinai. And the Lord delivered his word of law that thundered around them. But God also delivered his word of promise, his covenant, his word of grace. That he would dwell with his people Israel. And he would bless them and make them holy by his holy name. Years later, after the wandering in the wilderness, Yahweh had promised that they would settle in Jerusalem. And they did. And then in Jerusalem, in that promised land, atop the very same mountain where Isaac was delivered by the Lord's word, and where the Lord provided the sacrifice, once again the Lord provided sacrifice for sin, for his people in the temple on top of what was called Mount Zion. And so he called the prophet Isaiah to preach to Israel, to preach to Jerusalem. And throughout Isaiah's whole book, he lays out God's promises like the Cascade Mountain Range, one mountain after another, promise after promise after promise. Isaiah 2 records one of those promises. It shall come to pass in those latter days in the end times, he's talking about, that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it will be lifted up high above the hills. Back in Isaiah's day, the earthly Mount Zion, the, the city of Jerusalem and the temple, was the place of God's presence. It was his promise, his peace that dwelt with his people. It stood, in a way, as a signpost, pointing them forward always to the greater heavenly Mount Zion, the eternal home of the Lord, where they and all who believe in our Lord would dwell with him. Yet Israel continually and constantly seemed to wander off the path that the Lord laid out for them, off into the darkness, away from God's word and his promises. And so the Lord sent prophets, like Isaiah, to call Israel away from their sin and return to him, to come and repent, to be restored in the Lord and his mercy. And this Advent, God sends Isaiah to us for the same reason. For like Israel, God's word also reveals that in our sinful flesh, in our own sinfulness, that we also are constantly fighting and rebelling against our Lord. 
that we also wander away from his word and his promise and find the darkness more appealing. That his peace is not always filling our hearts and minds and mouths. That we have not loved the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. Like Israel, for us to Sinai thunders in our ears and we find ourselves buried and covered under the weight of an avalanche of our own trespass. And yet, as great as and as mountainous as our sin is, our Lord's mountain, his mountain of peace is far greater, for he does not deal with us, the Psalms say, according to our sins, or repay us according to our iniquities, but as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love for you. So as we journey through the scriptures, we discover that Mountains are more than just heaps of rock and earth and minerals. Now, when our Lord gets involved, mountains are where he comes and reveals his presence among us, his promise for us, his peace with us, a peace that comes to us both now and is also yet to come as well. It comes to us now in Jesus who has descended from his heavenly throne of Mount Zion to join us here on this earth under the weight of our sin to stand in the rubble of Sinai. Jesus began his ministry, after all, by teaching on the mountain sides of Judea. He was transfigured on a mountain called Tabor that foretold and pointed to his greater glory in his death and resurrection that was to come. Jesus went up to Mount Calvary. He took our sin and death, he heaped it all upon himself, and was crucified there on the mountain for all of our mountains of iniquity. Jesus is lifted up there on that Mount Calvary, so that we who are brought low by our sin, he exalts us in his death and resurrection. Jesus is buried then in a tomb under rock and earth that he would raise us from the dead and that we would dwell eternally with him on that holy Mount Zion that Isaiah so beautifully foretells. Jesus is judged in our place, and he fills us and gives us and bestows with us his promise and his peace. And next to Mount Calvary and next to Jesus on the cross, well, our sin is nothing more than a simple anthill that gets stomped under his foot. Because Jesus is the greater Isaac, the one sacrifice the Lord provides for you on his holy mountain. He is the great I Am come down to us in human flesh who delivers us from our sin and slavery. Jesus is that very presence and promise and peace of God incarnate for you. So now the thunder and the terror and judgment of Sinai is finally quieted by Jesus' death on Mount Calvary. He bore that avalanche of God's wrath against the sin for us. Jesus suffered all the terrors of death for us. He was judged on the mountain for us. The death he died on Mount Calvary is what then leads us to this Mount Zion that is promised in Isaiah. It shall come to pass in those latter days, the prophet says, that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of mountains, and shall be lifted up high above the hills, and all nations, all people, Jew and Gentile alike, shall flow to it. 
And many people will come and say, Come, let us go up to the house of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob and the mountain of the Lord, that he may teach us his ways and his word, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth God's word, his Torah, his teaching, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And that will bring peace. That's what Isaiah says when he talks about judgments between nations and deciding disputes, that swords and spears will be turned into farming equipment, plowshares and pruning hooks. No more shall they learn any war. This is no ordinary mountain that Isaiah is talking about here. This is the mountain of the Lord, the place where Yahweh himself dwells with his people, the place where all the other mountaintops throughout Scripture finally point to and lead to, the place where Yahweh's promise and his presence is known. And not just temporarily like Sinai or like the earthly Zion that was destroyed. No, this is an eternal an unshakable, an everlasting, a heavenly mountain. A mountain where God is with us and we are at peace with God forever. A mountain where God gathers us and calls us as his people, as his holy people, to receive his presence and his promise and his peace. Jesus' birth and life and death and resurrection that we celebrate and that we remember and look forward to in this Advent season. This is what has made the way to the house of the Lord and up the mountain safe for us. Jesus has traveled that road for you. Even now, in this season, in this day, Jesus carries us with him, all the way from Sinai through Calvary to his holy Mount Zion. So this Advent, as we gather together in his holy house, or as you read his word around the table at home, Jesus is with you. The mountain of the Lord, the light of Christ, shines forth in his word, in his water, in his body, and his blood that are given here for you. For now, we see this Mount Zion by faith, one day by sight as well. Come, house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.